Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. We are back for another episode of So Far So Hood. And once again, we have made it another week. Like I said, like I said, every single time we can make it through and we can manage to push through it. And today we have an amazing show and we have some amazing topics to discuss because a weird week, a weird people are weird. OK, people are weird. People are weirdos. Me and you both know that. But y'all stuff is always happening in the personal life, in the the pop culture realm and the, the political realm. There's always stuff going down. So we have a very interesting weekly run up. But before we get into that, I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow me at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas at Instagram. And you can follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show. And please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because that helps us with the algorithm. So yeah, this weekly run up, we will be discussing Mr. R. Kelly. Yeah. Mm, mm. And then we'll be discussing Britney Spears. Yes, finally. And then we'll be mentioning China L. McClain and how she's re-releasing Calling on the Monsters, which, which is really interesting. And then we'll be talking about The View. And <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but that story is, is funny. I, I can't wait to talk about that one. And then I'll be giving you another political rundown of what's going on as far as Biden's economic agenda and how it's getting through Congress right now. Because I'm going to break that down for you, make it easier to understand. So, yeah, that's the weekly roundup for the week. The topic is allowing the past to pass. Okay, allowing the past to pass. That's what the topic is. And then we'll go into Zach Excellence. So, yeah, we have an amazing show. Let's. Get our sneakers tied on and let's get our hair tied up because we're about to get ready to run out the motherfucking door because it's the weekly run up. So let's go. Oh, grab my water because my throat was dry last time. Grab my water. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. We begin this weekly run up by discussing R. Kelly. And let me let me be honest with you. We're, g- we're going to be learning together because I don't really with the R. Kelly and the Britney Spears story and all the, the legality of the issues. I don't really know everything specifically. So maybe we'll learn a little bit together because I'm trying to read and comprehend what's even going on with this man and why he's not already in the slammer. So let's see what day did this specifically happen. So September 27th, R. Kelly, the R&B singer who for more than 25 years, he faced accusations of sexual abuse. And it's said that there were dozens of victims and he went without consequences, but he finally are he's finally facing federal crimes and they're saying they're he's been found guilty of. Federal crimes after 11 sexual abuse victims testified against him. So that's that's just what 
they have. There's probably way more than that. And there's probably way more depth to the story. So it just it makes your skin crawl. It's very disturbing. So the jurors deliberated for nine hours and then they reached their verdict and they found R. Kelly guilty on all accounts. So now he's facing decades in prison and he's scheduled to be sentenced May, May 4th, 20, not May 4th, Lord, 2022, 2022, almost at 2022nd, 2022. Damn. You see the link between everything. That's what's very confusing It's I guess that's just how the judicial system works in this in the United States. But May 4th, 2022. Damn. That's a long time. So I guess that's when he's going to be sentenced. But yeah, congratulations to all the victims who were able to stand up against them, against him and his team and really speak out against what happened to them, because it's hard to do when. Hmm. It's very hard to do when he's such a megastar and it's something directly linked to him and just going at him head on. It's, it could be a very traumatic experience. I didn't watch the complete um, surviving R Kelly seasons. I, apparently there's more than one season. I didn't really finish it, but yeah, there's a lot to the story. There's a lot to that man and the things that he did. So we're going to move on before I throw up in my mouth. We're going to move on to Britney Spears, which is another thing that is just like, what? What is going on? What is the legality of the, the situation? Like, it makes my brain thump. It makes my brain thump. So, in great news, Jamie Spears is no longer the conservator of Britney Spears. The Free Britney movement has officially made enough noise to really shake things up. Let me play you this clip real quick. They're not playing. They did not play. And guess what? It's been years, practically, of that movement, to to put it in a bigger sense. But it really went head on within the, the last few months because I haven't really been keeping up with it a lot because it's very confusing. It's very confusing. And I love Britney Spears. I've listened to her music. Her last album, Glory, which a lot of people did not listen to it, was one of her best pieces of work. So I love Britney Spears, but this whole situation has been very complex. And then there's a Netflix documentary which covers it. I still have not seen that yet. It's called Britney versus Spears. I need to sit down and watch that, actually. So maybe it'll clarify things for me. But yeah, he's been removed as her conservator. And apparently the conservatorship has been who is this man? John Zabel. A California accountant named John Zabel has been appointed as the temporary conservator of the singer's finances. So, yeah, Jamie Lee Spears, Jamie Lynn, whatever his name is. I don't know who names their son Jamie, but he's he's been removed as the conservator. And a lot of people are really up about it. Like, a lot of people are happy. They're proud. For instance, Cher, she was like, Thank God I've talked about this for years and I'm more than thrilled for her. Bless our superstar. Hashtag free Britney. And then Miss Dion Warwick, you know, icon of icons. She said, this is wonderful news. She can now breathe. Congratulations, Brittany. Enjoy your life. So this is very like 
warming and just proof that things can get better and things can be shifted to go in the right direction, even when it's expected not to. So you never know what can happen. So congratulations to Brittany. I love her. And I need to sit my black ass down and watch that damn documentary. So next we have the iconic, the iconic recreation of Calling All the Monsters, which will be coming out October 1st. And when I tell you, I am beyond ready. I'm beyond ready. Are you kidding me? I'm beyond ready. A lot of people are not ready to have the conversation that Calling All the Monsters is practically the greatest Halloween song of all time. It's one of the greatest pieces of music of all time. I don't know what they were on in the studio when they created that, when they created the original music video, but it's always been one of my favorite songs in general. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Y'all don't do it like that no more. No, not even close. Not even, back in my day, back in my day. No, the girls used to get down. The girls used to get down. And I know China and McLean has been going through some emotional and personal shifts. I haven't really caught up with it or stay tuned. I just I see her in hoodies sometimes on my for you page. And then I, I swipe up because I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. But at the end of the day, it's about the music. And if this song is going to recre- recreate it, I'm going to be here for it. Yes, 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 yes. Because it's the the 10th anniversary of the song. So this is actually amazing. Like this is this get your money. Get your money. This is money bag moves. This is money bag moves. So let's see. In celebration of the 10th anniversary, her, Channa and McLean, and then her sister Sierra McLean have returned to create a new version of the song, as well as a new music video. So oh, 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 oh. The new music video will also feature Gabriel Gabriel McLean, the brother of the three musicians. Oh, Gabriel. <gasps> Not Gabrielle. I'm going to be such an amazing substitute teacher. Gabriel McLean, the brother of the three musicians. And then the new version of the song will be featured in the upcoming Disney Channel original movie, Under Wraps. So, yeah, since it's tied to Disney, I know it's going to be um a real, like, release of the song because... I was thinking maybe she was trying to stunt us and she was going to be like, oh, I'm releasing Con on the Monsters. And then she was going to do a gospel version or something. But no, it's the real thing. So I'm excited and we're going to be here for it. So China, thank you. I'll be waiting. I will be waiting on October 1st. Now, let me crack my knuckles. Here we go. Now, let's talk about some politics. Let's talk about some politics. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But if you don't talk about it now, 10 years from now, when we're under authoritarianism and someone's knocking at your door saying, oh, you better give me that pot of leftover grits in your fridge because I'm running shit in this bitch and you can't tell me what to do. Now I'll be like, oh, what happened? Because you didn't listen to me. And then d- democracy crumbled to pieces because nobody was listening to me. And now people knocking on your door and they're taking your leftovers out your fridge because they can do that because America fell under authoritarianism. Do you want that? I don't think no one wants that. Nobody wants that. So, yeah, we're going to talk about political news and we're going to keep up to date with these things because... It's very dire and no one talks about it. It's like everyone's just living their life like it's golden. And things are about to get very deadly, potentially, if we do not start paying attention to the little things of how our 
separation of powers really is not a separation of powers at all. But before we get into the deep, deep news, let's talk about something that's kind of funny, but not funny at all. Let's talk about the view. (laughs) The view. Oh, the view, the view, the view. So they had the vice president booked for an in-person interview which is a big deal. You have the vice president there and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to be like, this is going to be a hit. Um, No, no, they said no, because when the vice president was about to come on stage for the interview, they had they had to stop because they pulled two hosts off because apparently they had a. A positive covid test, but then later on it came back that it was a false, a false positive because they're all vaccinated. So if anything, it lessens the ability of anything dire happening. So they still couldn't have the vice president come on stage, though, when they just had to pull two of the, the host off because of a positive COVID test. So they have the vice president in the studio and they still have to do like the little split screen, like, you know how we have to do interviews now be one person on one side of the little box and someone else in the little box <laughs> because it'd be looking like a zoom meeting. Yeah. They had to do that again because they put her in some location with a little Apple um, earbud. And they were like, we have to do the, the interview remotely, even though she was at the studio. So it was, <laughs> wow. You get the vice president booked and then that happens. Just imagine the, the stress the producers were going into. But I just I just thought that was a little goofy situation that the iconic vice president went through. But vice president Harris is probably like, what the hell? <laughs> she was probably like, what the hell? Now let's talk about some some spooky stuff. This is this is where we get the element of the the October madness, the Halloween madness of everything, because things are getting scary. Things are getting really, really scary in the political atmosphere of the United States. So to explain everything as quickly and as easily as possible, there's the bipartisan infrastructure deal, which, you know, we discussed episodes prior from this one. And then that was passed on to the the House of Representatives. Like since it came from the Senate, it got passed on to the House of Representatives. And now at the moment, there is a looming government shutdown because the government must be funded. However, due to the fact that it's a 50-50 split without the Republicans really helping in the progress, this this podcast gets released on Thursday and a lot of key events are supposed to be happening on Thursday because in addition to the government shutdown, there's also the looming debt ceiling, which we're about to default on. And that means that the money that the country has borrowed and needs to borrow more. So say you have a credit card and you got $500, but you're like, oh, my rent is due. So let me raise that up to a thousand. Can I do that? That's pretty much what raising the debt ceiling is. And it always gets done. Republicans do it. Democrats do it. It's supposed to be a bipartisan effort to keep the economy open. But Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, is making it as difficult as possible because once again, it's a 50-50 split. It's the same amount of Democrats as Republicans, but the Democrats have power because of Vice President Harris being the president of the Senate. So it still makes things really difficult to get past. So due to the government shutdown that's looming, 
and the the debt ceiling, which we're about to come up on. Apparently, October 18th, that's when the debt ceiling will be reached. They're fitting in all this stuff into something called the Budget Reconciliation Package, which is the same thing they used to pass the American Rescue Plan for COVID earlier. Because that only takes 50 votes. Everything else in the Senate takes 60 votes. I don't know why people don't mention that more often, but everything you want to get done, like voting rights, immigration, all that stuff, that takes 60 votes. But when you're talking about the economy and getting COVID relief done, you can do it through the budget. budget re- Damn, my saliva catching up with me. The budget reconciliation package, and you can only do it with, with, with 50 votes. So it's a complicated process, but it can be done. However, you have two senators, one Senator Manchin from West Virginia and two Senator Sinema from Arizona who are not satisfied with the price of the budget reconciliation package. (laughs) Stay with me. Stay with me now. Stay with me. So due to them not being satisfied with that, the people in the, the House of Representatives they're saying we're not voting on the bipartisan infrastructure deal until the people in the Senate vote on the budget reconciliation. So they're pretty much trying to get Cinema and Mansion to stay on their word to pass this, this major piece of legislation, which will save us from defaulting on the debt ceiling. And we wouldn't have to worry about a looming government shutdown. And then we will get all types of money put into things such as child care, health care, and lowering pharmaceutical drugs and all that stuff. So there's pretty much just a battle of the House is not going to vote on the bipartisan infrastructure deal. And the Democrats in the Senate, Manchin and Cinema, are still saying, we don't like this price for the budget reconciliation, so we're going to wait until we're satisfied. And they're like, they're just going back and forth because they're like, you need to vote on this. And they're like, no, you need to vote on this. So they're, we're just in the middle of it, of a, a hectic legislative, legislative process. And if the, the default were to be breached, it would be something that's unprecedented and it would send us into economic catastrophe. Why? Because of partisan politics and Donald Trump's influence on the Republican Party still. So, yeah, make sure you vote more and get more people who actually have values and morals. Because Christian Cinema, Joe Manchin, and the Republican Party are going to be the end of democracy. Because if we don't get this done, Donald Trump is going to be running so hard. And if he wins, that's the end of it. And that's when people are going to be knocking at your motherfucking door, asking for the leftover pot of grits in your motherfucking fridge. Because authoritarianism has officially taken over. So, yeah, keep up to date with things. Hopefully you can... If you need to play it back, go play it back because it's a difficult thing, but I tried to explain it as much as I could. So, whoa, my saliva was falling out my mouth and shit. That's the end of the weekly roundup. Okay, that's the end. That's it. Be sure to enjoy your break. We're about to go and take a little break because that that stuff right there, I don't see how I don't see how professors do it. Uh uh-uh, uh, my mouth start hurting and stuff. Mm mm mm. I'll see y'all in a second. Uh-uh.
We are back and the topic for the week is allowing the past to pass, which is very difficult, way easier said than done. And I've been trying to do topics to where at the same time of me researching this stuff and then talking about it, I could be growing myself and then doing discovery myself as well, because last week discussing self-control and then this week discussing allowing the past to pass is things that I still find myself struggling with sometimes. However, as long as you put in that effort to make things better, it's always going to make things better. Like you trying to do better will make things better. And that's one lesson I've learned. So I've been trying to allow the past to pass because I've been one to really harp on things that have happened before just due to the fact that I want to know the the reasoning why certain events happen and the context of those events and the the overall meaning of what happened because you know just seeing things from your point of view you might not even understand everything you might not even know everything so that's why I'd be like hmm what's some missing puzzle pieces that could help me figure out why but another thing that I've learned is, is that it's not up to me to know why certain things happen. It's just up to me to grow from it and to take my experience and to move on. So that's one thing I've learned when just trying to allow the past to pass the fuck on. Because moving through your past is thick, okay? She is thick with three C's. She is very, very thick. It's very hard to do because even though it's behind you, it feels like it's a big wall in front of you at the same time. It's like just something that keeps sucking you back to that one memory or traumatic experience that you had to where every time you think about it, you you just get demotivated or you get pissed off or you get triggered, you get aggravated. Whatever can happen, that one thought or something reminding you of that event it could just make you flip like a switch. So when you're moving on and continuing with your life, it's best to, here we go, another thing that I still struggle with, not going to lie, it's best to not bring your negative experience into a a new positive thing because what you need to be doing is bringing in that lesson that you learned and pushing that to the forefront instead of the negative event that happened. Because the negative event that happened, it don't matter. It don't matter. Whoever did you wrong, they don't matter. They don't care. You worrying about it is not gonna, it's not gonna make them care anymore. It's just gonna stress you out. So it's understandable to still be upset about a situation, but bringing the negative experience itself into the the positive future, it's not the best thing to do. It's it's great to bring that lesson that you learned into that new experience because that's gonna that's gonna really purify your new beginning while still having you not be like, oh, I'm like I'm not I'm not experiencing what I experienced before. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, hell no. Okay. Uh-uh. Nope. And then just really learn how to be thankful for the people that did you wrong or the people who did dumb things because you just accepting the fact that they did that and then thanking them because they pushed you to do greater things and to go into a journey of self-healing that you potentially never would have gone into. It's, it makes it harder 
to be angry at that person once you start realizing your true value and when you grow a backbone and some self-esteem, you you be like, hold on. They were just a part of my story to help me get to where I need to be next. So as you really soak in that thought and that feeling, it's going to be easier for you, to, for you to be like, whatever, whatever. And I'm thankful that they did that because now look at what I can do. Now look to at how I handle situations. Now look at how I think about things. Now look how intelligent I am about so-and-so. And once you start realizing the lessons that you've learned, you start having a sense of gratitude, which is deadly. Okay. And gratitude is a very deadly thing. It's a very deadly thing because it's one of the one things that can really step down on negativity. Gratitude is so powerful to where it could just crush negativity only if you want it to, only if you want it to. And it's like I said, it's best to keep your perspective on things in check still. Like don't don't focus so much on what happened with one experience with a certain event to where you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen next time. Like that's not necessarily the truth because there's so many different details to everything that you just don't think about to where if one little detail would change, it could really just knock off the whole ending of what's about to happen for you. Like there's so many details to where you can't really blame it on yourself at all because there's so many things that are out of your control. So it's best to keep your perspective in check and to keep your mind open so that when you're allowing the past to pass, you're replacing that with for the, the, the present forefront. Okay. The present and then the future, because you got to think about the present now. And then you think about the future because a lot of people be thinking about the future now and the present later, which is not good. Okay. That's not good. You need to really plant yourself in the present because that's another thing that I struggle with is really thinking of thinking ahead. And that's because of all the things I have to plan and all the things I have to do that sometimes when you think ahead so much or when you think about the past so much, you're like, hold on, what am I even doing now? (laughs) Like, what am I doing today? So um, that's why it's important to really plant yourself in the present and then look forward to the future and then start moving past the motherfucking past because, girl, it will hold you back. It will hold you back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then be sure to forgive yourself for whatever happened, whatever you feel like you could have done wrong or whatever missteps you did, whatever you did to a person to where you're like, Oh man, I wish I didn't um would have done that to them and da 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 da. It's once you experience the situation and you move on from it, because now I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and go to like the perspective of someone who might have done someone wrong and they're trying to move past the past because it's best to forgive yourself and to realize that you've made a mistake, you were a certain type of person. But it's totally acceptable for you to learn your lesson as well and to move on to do better things. And that's something that a lot of people don't accept. They 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 sometimes sit in their guilt and then they get worse. Oh, oh, they sit in their guilt and then they get worse, which is really, really bad. So forgive yourself. 
Forgive yourself so you can move past the past. And if you need to apologize to somebody, pick up the phone. Say sorry. Send them an email. Send them a text message. Send them a voice chat. Get on a Zoom call. Send them a note on the pager. Just say sorry. Because if that's something that you feel like you did wrong and it would help you move on so that you could accept the past while allowing that other person to accept the past, send, send an apology because that also helps you forgive yourself and the process. Also, what's something else? Harsh criticism? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop all that. That that plays into what I just what I just said. But self-criticism for anything, don't do it. Don't do it. Because once you really drop all the negative experiences you had and just learn to forgive others and forgive yourself, you will be amazed at some of the things you can accomplish and the increased motivation that you'll have. So yeah. Be smart. Like I said before, think before you think. Always think before you think. Don't let the past overtake the present because you got to be planted in the right now sometimes so that you can get to what you want to get to in the future. So, yeah, just think before you think, like I always say. So that's the end of our topic. We're about to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Zach. Excellent. We are back with Zach Excellence for the week. And this week, we are dedicating Zach Excellence to Marley Dias, who is the founder of the 1000 Black Girl Books campaign. And she also has her own book called Marley Dias Gets It Done and So Can You. Now, when she founded the 1000 Black Girl Books campaign, she was only 11 years of age and she was in elementary school. And she's now 16 years of age and she's still making speeches and really being an activist in the community. So that's freaking insane. I was not there enough at the age of 11 to think, oh, let me create a campaign to really bring awareness to the importance of black people. This was because she noticed in a lot of the books she would read at the time that a lot of the the protagonists were white men. So her goal was to collect books to... 1,000 books at that about black female protagonists. And her goal was to get 1,000 books by February 2016. And her campaign went viral. At this point, she's received over 13,000 books. She is a superstar. She's been interviewed by Hillary Clinton. She's been on CBS This Morning. She's been on Elle.com. She has been on the Forbes under 30 list of people who have been successful. She has just been everywhere and imagine writing your own book at 16 i can barely even write my papers at 16 it's crazy it's wild and yeah it's just it shows you that there's so much hope for the future and that the the black youth of today they could really make an impact like never before so 
Marley Dias, icon, legendary, and at only 16, created a whole campaign at only 11. So I can't go back and do it, but I can try now. I can try now. So, yeah, that's the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening again. Be sure to follow me at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. You can follow the show Instagram at so far so hood show. If you have anything you need to say to me, any questions, you can email me at so far so hood show at gmail.com. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, check in with me again next week so we can make sure our lives stay so far so hood. Thank you so much for listening. And this will not be the last you hear of me. This will not be the last time. <laughs> Enjoy y'all's week. Bye.